So you've been teaching English for uh, seven years, I think, right? So you must have some, let's say, thoughts on rhythm. Why do you think people should care about rhythm? Yeah, sure. Well, I actually been teaching English for 13 years. <laughs> Did I make a mistake yes. or did I just lowball you on purpose? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> so it's been a while. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And well, you know something, this is part of things that even as a student, I didn't think that we could practice because mm -hmm. uh, this is something that I always thought that if we only knew grammar, everything was going to be good. And mm -hmm. then we were going to be fluent and we were going to have a good rhythm. But then I started to notice because I consider myself a passionate learner of English. And mm -hmm. I started noticing that even though you know a lot of grammar, it doesn't necessarily mean that you are going to have a lot of fluency or that you are going to sound like you want to sound, right? Mm -hmm. Sometimes you can know a lot of grammar, but it doesn't mean that you're going to be a, a confident speaker. Mm -hmm. And then I started to taking so I started to take some courses on pronunciation, fluency, and so on. And I started to realize that there is so much more than grammar. Mm -hmm. And I understand I'm not blaming it on schools. Yeah. But this is so something that is normally not taught. But I think that it is because, well, obviously the most important step is going to be for us to be able to use grammar properly to make sentences correctly and so on. Mm -hmm. This is something that we can learn in order like to polish our English. Mm -hmm. And that is um, something that I discovered along the years. But was that a, as a, a student team. or when you were teaching? When did that? No, I was already a teacher. Oh, really? But, I, but yeah, but something that happened to me is like, okay, I am a teacher. I know that I have a good level. Mm -hmm. But when I speak, I still notice that, for example, when I am telling an anecdote, when I'm telling a story, when I want to talk about something that happened to me when I was on vacation, I was not able to express it in the same manner. There was something in there that I didn't have. And then I discovered a program on the internet, um, a course. I took it and it changed the way I think of English right now. Changed changed yes. your life. Changed, it yeah, changed like everything. Sometimes you just need one. Do you do you remember who whose course that was? Do you want to say or do you want to yeah, just give yes, it? I need to say it. Okay, okay. <laughs> Tell us. <laughs> yeah, Hadar's. Hadar's. I, was, uh, I, I didn't know thinking. you did that one. Oh, wait, yeah. wait, wait this was this was which course? It was Accent Makeover at that time. Accent Makeover, yeah. And then she's got a bunch of other courses, too. And did you, did you and I meet in her teacher's academy yes, as well? Yes, that's where we first met. Yeah. That's right. I was right. also a member of the teacher's academy mm -hmm. uh, because when I took her course, I was like, I really want to teach this because mm. it's going to be so useful. It is going to help a lot of people. Mm -hmm. And... I decided that I also wanted to continue on that path. Mm. And then when she opened the academy for accent coaches and mm -hmm. pronunciation teachers, I was like, I definitely need to know how to teach that. And yeah. I'm in. <laughs> yes, yeah. yes. Definitely, definitely. That's it. So you saw both sides of it then. Did you feel like there was some connection or some difference? What, what were those two perspectives like in having that, that kind of that idea, that transformation, that information? From the side of as a student and as a teacher, what, what was different or the same mm. for you? No, they were definitely not the same. Mm. When I took the course as a student, there were so many things that I didn't know. Mm. Like, for example, I didn't know that there were like different uh, kind of uh, sounds like voiced uh, mm -hmm. consonants, mm -hmm. voiceless consonants and so on. And I was mm. actually watching one of my videos when I was uh, a student and, and it was so difficult for me to make a voice TH, for example. <laughs> Uh -huh, so uh -huh. 
since, well, something that I liked is that I needed to face the challenge. Yeah. Yeah. And learn and understand the mechanics and understand mm. that it was possible to do it. And then when I, when I started teaching, like I started to consolidate everything and everything started to sink in and I was like, ah, okay, now it, everything makes sense now. Mm. Yeah. And, and it's funny because you were already teaching at that time. You just weren't teaching the same things. So you already had this mindset probably to deconstruct things and figure out like where the problem exactly was. And like, like you said, it mechanics of it, yeah. right? We all have the same mouth, but I'm sure there are a lot of sounds. There are many click languages, for example, where like I would have a hard time. Tonal languages are really difficult for me. And so I know that like we all have the same structure biologically, but it's there's something missing. There's missing information, missing muscle tone, things like that. So that was a revelation, it sounds like yes. for you. Yeah. Question, question. Do you have the old recording by any chance? Yes, I have it. It, it is on Facebook. I just need to try to uh, find a way yeah. to download it because I don't know how to do it. But yeah, I have I have a lot of videos in there, like oh, my nice. practice and stuff. And, yeah. and would you recommend people keep videos of themselves, right? When they're beginning uh, through middle, through through like their whole time for you. You found that useful, but you are already a teacher. If you could give advice to other people who say, I don't think I'm going to record myself. What would you say to that? Do it. <laughs> when you when you go to a party yeah. before going out of your house, mm -hmm. you go to the restroom and look at yourself in the mirror, right? Uh -huh. And it's like, uh -huh. okay, my hair is good. My clothes look good uh -huh. and everything. So when you speak, you also need to see yourself mm -hmm. on video, mm -hmm. right? Because that way you can know, okay, my gesticulation is okay. Probably I just yeah. look like a ventriloquist. Uh, <laughs> I'm not having like any facial expressions mm -hmm. nor anything like that. Mm -hmm. And something that I've noticed in class sometimes it's when, for example, I have a student who cannot pronounce something it's like, okay, don't look at me. Look at your own video. Mm. And then it's like, are you really rounding your lips for the pronunciation of the R? And then they say it again. And it's like, oh, no. Then I tell them, like, you need to look like this. And I try to exaggerate my, yeah. my gesticulation a little bit so that it is clearer for them. Mm -hmm. And then mm -hmm. when they repeat the same thing, but they are paying attention to how they look, they yeah. notice a, a difference. Something that happens is that, and this, this happens to me a lot. It's like... Hey, Bianca, you need to round your lips. And you're like, but I'm rounding my lips. And it's like, <laughs> no, you're not. But you will not be conscious of this until you see yourself. Yes, right? yes, yes, yes. Or yeah, so objective definitely. data. Yes, we don't believe it. And, and in fact, think of a time before cameras and pictures when somebody just was doing a portrait in charcoal, right? Outside of a picture of ourselves, outside of a recording of ourselves, we don't actually know what we sound like. We think we know. We know what we sound like in our own head. But in fact, we have no objective kind of data. I do the same thing in Spanish, right? I'll say something and somebody will say, what? What did you say? And I'll say, I said this. No, you, you said this. I'm like, what? No, I said this. Like, I think I said it. I, I experienced yeah. the same thing. And so I know what that's, I know what that's like on the other side, for sure. <laughs> yeah. I'm pro, I am pro video too. Not to say that it's easy. Super, super difficult, but so worthwhile, I think. So you have all these old videos of yourself and you gave yes. an example of the, the voiced TH, for example, that used to not exist. And now it does. So in Hadar's course, you were learning a lot of the, the mechanics, it sounds like, and maybe ways to put it together. And besides pronunciation, was there any kind of a bell that went off about rhythm specifically? Yes. I always remember that rhythm is a combination of the short versus, how does she say? Short versus long mm -hmm. and high pitch versus low pitch, something like that. Uh, 
uh-huh, right? Uh-huh. And it's like, yeah, because if you know, and actually this is the reason why I was uh, thinking of talking about thought groups and word stress and reductions, right? Because if we know how to pause correctly, first of all, we are going to be able to identify like when we have a challenge and to disguise it a little bit so that the other person doesn't uh, realize like, ah, he made a pause in there because probably he finds it difficult to pronounce this, mm-hmm. right? And if you, if you stress something, um, then you're not going to sound monotone and you're also going to be giving like hints to the other, to the other person like, okay, he, he emphasized this. It's because that part is important, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. He wants to be ironic. So for that mm-hmm. reason, he emphasized this other thing, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And the other thing that I consider that was also something completely new for me was reductions. Ah, because, the went off. Yes, because I remember uh, like being a teenager and trying to sing songs, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I was like, there was this song and I tried to sing it, but when I was reading the lyrics, it didn't make sense. Like it was like, <laughs> I saw it. Yeah, that's not it. I, I saw it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I remember I saw the, and they didn't say that, they didn't say the, it's like the, 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 <laughs> right? Or, or I saw with. Yeah, yeah. And it was not with, it was mm-hmm. like with, with. And now mm-hmm. imagine with a, with a, with uh-huh. a, right? Uh-huh. It's like, they didn't say with that. Like I was yeah. even like expecting that there was going to be like a pause between one word and the other. And it's like, for that no. reason, I don't no, understand. No, no, no. Yes, yes. <laughs> and you said when you were a teenager. So are we talking about cassette tapes? Are we talking about CD eras? When, what were you doing this on? Because nowadays, I mean, we, uh, can, yes. we can see it. But I know when I was a teenager, which I think I'm older than you, I was um, playing a cassette tape, pause, rewind, pause, rewind, play, uh-huh. pause, rewind. And it was just a constant thing, just back and forth, back and forth. Whoops, I went too far. And then I came back. Were you a cassette tape kind of guy at that time or more CDs? I had some cassettes, but mm-hmm. it was just like in the last part of the mm-hmm. of that, of that uh, stage. And then it was more like CDs and uh-huh. Winamp. And oh, that's and right. Yeah, <laughs> I forgot about that. Then MP3s came along, and 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 I think we lost that like tech, tactile sense, right? I remember with with um the the cassette tapes, right? Everything was very physical, and there was yeah. a, a weight to the buttons, right? And and you could feel the machine going. and and we don't have that anymore, right? When you press fast forward or you move the little slider, it's like there's something missing. I think now to that kinesthetic reaction. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That maybe I'm just showing my age here. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's okay. Mm-hmm. But yeah, and now it's actually simpler. True, true. Easier, right? It's simpler for everyone. Mm-hmm. It is easier. Like More you accessible. don't need to have like a lot of yeah. You don't need to have like a lot of uh, gadgets or things mm-hmm. like those. Now, if for example, you just want to repeat something, or if you even want to watch a video and only watch a portion of the video yep. when they are yep. going to be something that is challenging for you, you mm-hmm. can just. Mm-hmm. Go back and even modify the speed. Yeah, exactly. Right? You could do that. You can change Amazing. the settings, right? On your podcasts, on your YouTube videos. And nowadays we have we have all the subtitles, you know, or not I shouldn't say the subtitles, the captions, the captions at the bottom. So we can really match what we see with what we hear pretty instantly, right? No more fumbling around with papers and your your CD booklet or anything like that. You can just so easily see it. And I don't know if you do this. I I as even in my first language in English, I'm I'm a big fan of using subtitles or captions, and mm-hmm. you can see when they're good and when they're bad, and you can see when there's a, a small mistake, or you can even see like, oh, there's a silent e there. Ah, I can kind of see how they're linking. 
And are you the kind of person who enjoys and appreciates using captions and subtitles? Yes. And also even in my own language. Like sometimes when I compare, for example, the captions on TikTok, mm-hmm. because they are generated in automatic. Oh. Even when I say something in Spanish, sometimes it's like, what's going on? <laughs> why, why is it a different word? <laughs> oh, yeah. I get that in English all the time. It's like. Yeah. I know what I said is correct. I know it's pretty clear. Sometimes for me, you know, there's symbols or sounds and I know they're not going to get yeah. that, the, the auto captions, but and it's it's OK to begin with. But I go through every word and I make sure that everything is there because I know they're helpful to people. Yeah. And so to come back to rhythm, like if you're looking at captions on a movie or whatever, how can that how can that help you with your rhythm? If you're seeing words and listening to them at the same time, you mentioned short and long and 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 like maybe groups of words how does that help you understand the rhythm mm-hmm. i would say that there's a series of steps mm-hmm. number one we need to understand the pauses yeah mm-hmm. so it's like okay uh there need to be pauses and before that pause everything is just going to be like a string of ideas like everything mm-hmm. is going mm-hmm. to be connected right and then you make a pause you read a little bit and then you continue saying something like blah, 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 until you pause right <laughs> That is something that I like about captions because you can pay attention to those things. Mm-hmm. And then the next step would be that we need to pay attention to the words that are emphasized. Mm-hmm. Now, we're going to see that not every word is usually emphasized, right? Um, but if, for example, if you are giving a series of steps and obviously you have so you're going to start noticing that all of those verbs are going to be emphasized because I don't want you to get confused with my instructions, for example, mm-hmm. right? If I am telling a story, for example, then there are also some parts that I need to emphasize in order to try to grab your attention better, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Uh, we need to pay attention to the things that we can emphasize, okay? And another thing that I consider useful is try to practice, but with different kinds of speech. Not everything needs to be formal. There, are, there can be some things that can be fun, uh, mm-hmm. a little mm-hmm. bit uh, funny. There are some other things that can be a little bit more serious. Mm-hmm. There are some other uh, things that can be as if you were angry or something, because that is going to also help us gain more control of our voice when we are speaking another language. Because mm-hmm. I can tell you, and I include myself in that, like in Spanish, I know that I express myself one way, but in English, it's completely different. However, at least now I am able to demonstrate when I am angry, Mm. I am happy, I can Mm -hmm. go and if I am, for example, in the States, I can complain about something and be clear, right? But this is something that before having this formation, I didn't know how to do because I was like, if I was angry, I sounded like the same than when I was happy because my (laughs) information was super monotone, it was Uh super flat, uh uh This really helps us with that. And the other thing that we can pay attention to would be reductions. Because mm. as I was telling you, mm-hmm. it even helps you improve your listening. Because as I was telling you, I was reading the lyrics of the song and it didn't make sense. Like yes. it was like, they are not saying it the same way I have it here. <laughs> <laughs> Their English isn't very good, right? these people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, yeah, sometimes we think that in order to be clear, we need to pronounce word by word. Uh-huh. However, when we speak to other people, this can be very tedious. Yes. Yes. For them too. You know? Not just for you, the speaker. But for the listener, yeah. too, yeah? For for example, when I listen to things in Spanish, let's say I'm watching videos, and like you mentioned earlier about the verbs, let's say I'm watching a cooking video, right? It's it's a lot more difficult, I find, for me to listen in Spanish because every syllable is pronounced. And, and yeah. yeah, and it's hard for me to pick out the most important information. And you guys don't reduce things. So 
I hear everything complete all the time. And I'm thinking, why is this necessary? Like, why? You know, of course, from my perspective. And I feel yeah. like, I feel like, wait, what? can't we just like shorten this? <laughs> but yeah. you, you, this is something you you would say, hey, here it is in English. So how can that how can how can that help me? And what can I notice there? What should I be looking for in reductions? In reductions? I think that a good exercise would be to take something, to take a text and see, okay, how, how would you pronounce this? And probably make a short recording, video, audio, yeah, whatever. I, as long as we can hear and listen to ourselves. Like, okay, how do I pronounce it? How does it sound in my head? How does it sound when somebody else says this? Uh-huh, uh-huh. Like two weeks ago, we were just closing one of the courses and we had this exercise, which was a speech analysis. Mm, mm, nice. And it was like, uh, uh, it was like something really amazing for students because it was like, yeah, they really don't say I am. They say I'm. In some other cases, it sounds more like am, right? Mm. Uh, in some mm-hmm. other cases, they don't even say it's mm-hmm. like going to. Mm-hmm. Like I'm going to. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of variation in there. Like there are so know. many variations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah, there are many reductions that we can apply. It's just that you need to be open. You need to hear them. You need to also be curious and be like, okay, why is it like this? Yes, because there yes. is an explanation about everything. Mm-hmm. Another another comment that I received is like, we thought that there are rules and we thought that there were no rules, right? And yeah, uh-huh. there are some rules. Uh-huh. Like, for example, if we have like a consonant cluster, what to mm-hmm. do in order to mm-hmm. be more fluent? What can mm-hmm. we do mm-hmm. if, for example, we have this combination of letters, consonants, and so on, right? And there are many things that we're not going to be able to learn in a normal grammar course, but I always say that uh, pronunciation needs to be like a different subject oh, when, totally. when we learn English. Could yeah. you imagine? Wow. And I know, I know that teachers do their best and I know that a lot of times they have to do what the school tells them or what the book tells yeah, them. Exactly. And, and there's very little information about that available for them. So maybe they're led to believe, hey, this isn't that important. Or I would like to, but I don't have time because I have to give these exams and do all these things. I've been there. So I know, I know that they're just, it's just not an ability that they have. They just don't have that ability to to add that to their already very heavy basket of things that they're yeah. doing. So I don't fault anybody. But boy, wouldn't it be, wouldn't things be very different if that were a priority for people? I don't know. I don't know if it should be better to learn first, mm-hmm. like, for example, pronunciation and so on. Mm-hmm. Because I think or that later. probably it would make the journey longer, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And I know I'm not, I, I, for example, I don't blame teachers for not teaching this. Yeah, It's because we need to cover, I mean, I have also worked for schools and we need yeah. to cover a, a program. And sometimes mm-hmm. programs are just so packed with information that it's mm-hmm. very difficult to do it, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But little by little, like we can learn some things. Now we have a lot of resources on the internet so, so we can true. also learn more things, yep. right? But I think also another thing is that we need to learn how to love English or whatever Ooh. language we are learning. Because uh-huh. I was actually thinking about it uh, today. And I don't know anybody who is a fluent speaker. They say things like, I hate English. <laughs> yes, like, you're not going to do that. Everybody who, who knows how to speak English uh-huh. well and who feels uh, comfortable like communicating and everything is somebody who is like, Oh, I like English. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But when we say, no, I don't like English. English is just not for me. English is boring. English is difficult. It's mm-hmm. like those people don't learn. So, so you, you've you had a, a love for English. You notice that other people who go far, it's because they love English, most likely. Everyone else kind of drops off. And what would be your yeah. goal about that if you had one? 
to help people enjoy English.、Mm. Because even though it sounds like very romantic and everything, <laughs> it makes a lot of sense because I was very lucky and I had very good English teachers、mm-hmm. and they were very passionate. So when I started to see that it was not as difficult as, difficult as, I, as I thought, it's、mm-hmm. when I started enjoying this. Um, I don't know if you know this, but、uh, when I was in elementary school, I was in a school that was not bilingual. And then、oh, okay. I was transferred to a different school, and my classes were in English.、Mm, and、suddenly. it was so difficult for me because I thought that I knew English, but then when I arrived to this school, like my classmates would be speaking in English, my teachers, and it was like I didn't even understand anything. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I was accepted in that school because my father was a teacher there. So it was like, okay, we're going to accept your child.、Uh-huh. But he needs to keep up. And he needs <laughs> and catch to catch up. up with the rest of the students、yeah. and everything. Because if he doesn't do it, then we will need to say thank you and you will、mm-hmm. need to f- try to find a different school. So、mm-hmm. my father started to hire some teachers and they were giving me additional classes. So I was going to、uh, school in the morning and then in the afternoons, I was going to、mm-hmm. other different courses. And it was like crazy, right? That was a lot. But the good thing, for a child. yeah, that was a lot. But the thing that I liked is that my classes were not boring. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right? Do, do you think it was because it was in Eng- some of them were in English? That's what made it interesting to you as a kid? Like it was intriguing? Or is it, was it two things? One, it was, it was interesting. And two, it was in English. Or was it the fact that it was in English that kind of made it interesting for you?、Um, it was in English, yes.、Mm-hmm. But the other thing is that my teachers were, because they were not like、uh, these kind of teachers that give you a lot of、uh, games or anything like that.、Ah, it, was, uh-huh. it was not like that. But it's like the attitude that the teacher, that、mm-hmm. the teachers had. It was、mm-hmm. like, yeah, you can do it. They were very patient. And it was like, yeah, okay. So we need to treat students like that, I think. Because when,、mm-hmm. we, are, when we want to be super strict, I mean, there are all kinds of teachers, right? And、mm-hmm. some people need to have strict teachers.、Mm-hmm. They work、right? better that way, yeah. Yeah, but because、things. it's like I, I know the way I work and I know the way that works for me, right? Yeah, yeah. But in my case, that is something that I liked because I felt、uh, confident. I was like, okay, if I don't understand anything, I am totally free to say, can you help me with this? Because I still don't understand and say, like, okay, no, I still don't get it. Please try to find a different way to explain this to me. And they、mm-hmm. were very patient. That、mm-hmm. is something that is super important. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The games maybe don't that, matter as much as long as you reach the person where they're at and you make them see that they can, they, they can do it. And the attitude maybe of the teacher.、Mm-hmm. Yes, that is the thing that helped me. Now,、mm. not everybody is the same. Probably、sure. there are some other people who need to have somebody who's stricter. Mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm, and it's、mm-hmm. like, yeah, probably that is for you. But we also need to try to find a way or we need to try to understand how we work or how we learn better. Mm, each person, yeah, each person has maybe a responsibility to themselves to know what works for them, right? Because no matter what the subject matter is, if you know how you learn best, you can pretty much learn anything, I think. Yeah, exactly.、Mm-hmm. And I think that that is the reason why I started to love English. Ah, because of the because teachers, the like, enthusiasm of because the teachers. Because of my teachers, because、uh-huh. it was like everything was very like, relaxed, everything was、uh, interesting. It was like, hey, and did you know this?、Mm-hmm. And then, like, little by little, I remember that they were giving me just like challenges and so on, and、mm-hmm. it was interesting.、Mm-hmm. And something very supportive environment, that, it sounds like. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that、mm-hmm. is what I want for my students. I want them to feel supported also. Totally. Now, totally. And, and also, another thing that is important is to know like, what benefits you're going to be getting from English when you feel comfortable speaking it.、Mm-hmm. And it's like, 
you are going to be free to travel. You will be able to make friends in a lot of places. If you are in a dangerous situation or something, or you need some help, you are going to be able to communicate freely. Uh, right now, for example, in my work, I need uh, a lot of people from India. Mm -hmm. Okay. And if English was a roadblock for me, I would not be able to do it. And I would be just like um, consuming more time in order mm -hmm. to train them. Because what I did is like, okay, this is something that I have talked many times before at work. So yeah. I will not be repeating this constantly. So I recorded like short training videos. Nice, and I was nice. like, okay, uh, because of the time difference, like it's day here yeah. and then for them it's night and so mm -hmm, on mm -hmm. it's like okay like i am going to be sleeping but they are going to be watching the videos and then next <laughs> day we can just check questions and then see what they executed mm -hmm. right <laughs> you're saving you're saving so your it, time you're saving your voice yes all, all of yeah. your energy totally yes and without yes how could you do that without the medium of the language not possible yeah exactly mm -hmm. because probably i would be recording the video and it would be like no again no again no <laughs> people will not understand this no this mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. You can even make it more fluent. Yeah, yeah and yeah. I like my job as an engineer. I love my my job as a teacher. Mm -hmm. And without English, obviously, I would not be able to do any of these. Mm -hmm. right? Because you're in engineering, you're you're using your language for work, right? Not just to communicate about work, but in the work itself. Isn't that right? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you're surrounded by the language. You love it, obviously. You mentioned before some different kinds of benefits. When you were talking about understanding the rhythm, you were saying that it helped you to express yourself a little bit better and make yourself more understood. Um, if you, I think you said if you were angry or, and you needed to or you needed to get help or something like that, how, how you could express yourself in a, in a different way that you had no idea about in the rhythm. And can you tell me if now with your training videos... Can you tell me a time when you used rhythm specifically in the video to help get your point across? Can you think of any examples? Yes. When we, <laughs> when we give instructions, for example, sometimes we need to be very careful. Like, for example, first you are going to apply this change. Okay. And then and once, once you apply it, you need to make sure that this is okay. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then now you go to the next one. Mm-hmm. And then you apply the second change, you make sure everything is consistent, you make sure that this column is the same than this one, and then that the requirements are all set, and now you can do the other. Mm -hmm. So for example, notice how applying a different intonation helps the other people understand better, right? Mm -hmm. Because mm -hmm. if I had said that, like, first you need to check this, and then you apply the next change, and then you continue, <laughs> and then when everything is consistent, you just continue with the rest. It's going to be like monotone, yeah, people are going yeah. to get lost. It sounds uh, like a machine gun coming at me. It just doesn't stop. And I don't know what to pay attention to. I don't know what's important. So I probably just like turn off completely, you know, yeah. me hearing that. Mm -hmm. And it would be like, no, I don't understand. Instructions are not clear. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And maybe, maybe it's the exact same words, but when you change the rhythm and you focus more on the thought groups and you pick those key words and you stress specific words, then it becomes more clear. Same words. But if you say it with better rhythm, right, the, the point comes across much better and people understand more. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. And even though you know the words, if you don't apply a correct intonation, sometimes people just don't understand. Yeah. I was in Cancun last month mm -hmm. and I was there on vacation and I had a friend coming over from Morocco. And we went on a trip. Uh, well, uh, it was like a, like a day tour. 
And we were, we were on a boat and then one, one of the guides gave instructions to her in English. And I was able to understand because his first uh, language was Spanish. Mm -hmm. So obviously I understand when somebody yeah. has an accent and, uh -huh. and this person is from my same country. Yeah. And I was able to understand, but my friend, I mean, she speaks Arabic and she was like, what? She didn't <laughs> understand. And then this guy repeated the same thing. Yeah. And she didn't understand. And she, I, I remember that this guy uh, got angry and he was like, do you speak English? That was so rude. <laughs> and I was like, yes, she speaks English. But uh -huh. if you, and I was like thinking as a teacher, it's like, if you only stressed things mm -hmm. correctly, your message would be clearer because I found it difficult to understand him. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But I was able to understand. Now imagine if this is somebody who doesn't speak the same language, then it yeah. is going to make this person feel lost or mm -hmm, mm -hmm. like this, right? Or doesn't and have the so same kind of analytical background as you, right? If you're already teaching, I don't know about you, but I'm like always listening. And when things are not perfect, I'm trying to say, okay, what does he mean? What is, what's missing here, right? And because we're so used to that, yeah. I think with students, trying to find the mistake so we can help them. But if you're just some normal person, you're not gonna, you're not gonna know where, where the dots don't connect, let's say. And so exactly. it's much more difficult for them. But we're, we're used to that. But other people, other people know. And you know the secret. You're like, okay, if you just stressed the key words and you just kind of put those a little bit longer and a little bit stronger, she would have gotten the message probably. Right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh -huh, and then uh -huh. we can also take advantage of that because if, for example, we have a word that is difficult for us to pronounce or a transition between one sound and another, if we stress correctly, we're even going to be, we're even going to be helping the other people understand better. Mm -hmm. It is going to be like, uh, I didn't catch the rest, mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. because he said this, probably he meant this thing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I got enough like, of the words. Okay. I got enough to know what the main ideas are, and I can figure everything else out, right? I know it's. I know we're talking about past or future because I know the context, right? So if I yeah. if I can get the main things, I'll be okay. And what are the main things? The stressed words, right? So it doesn't matter if you're making little mistakes everywhere else. If you're going, however, if you don't stress anything, then you, you'd really have to, I guess, work much harder at making everything perfect because it's already more difficult without the rhythm there. And it doesn't matter if you speak fast or if you speak slowly. Yes. The pace doesn't if matter. Everything, if everything sounds exactly the same, it is so boring and we... <laughs> Stop paying attention and people just will not understand. Right? I had that teacher in school. Wah, 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 wah. That's all exactly, I heard. Exactly, yeah. That's all I heard. Yes, yes. I think we should make the podcast like this all the time. <laughs> and then let's see if people really pay attention yes. to what we're saying, right? That's but if then we continue saying yeah. or, or if we continue having this conversation just like this, people are just not going to be paying attention to us mm -hmm. either, right? So... If we play a little bit, like there are some things that you can say a little bit faster. There are mm -hmm. some things that you can say a little more slowly, but mm -hmm. we need to their voice. Definitely. Yeah. There's, uh, there's this thing about like modulation, right? So if you can, I don't know, if you're thinking about popcorn, let's say about pace, you're talking about pace. So when I'm making some popcorn, right? At first it's like pop, 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 pop. And then, <laughs> and then, you know, you know, it started, you know, when it's yeah. in the middle. And you know when it ends. So I feel like yeah, I feel yeah. like when we hear it's not just it's not just a monotone popping, right? That wouldn't be helpful. But when you have that variation, that modulation, 
you know, oh, this is this is the beginning, this is the middle, this is the end. Maybe it's a thought group, maybe it's a whole sentence. Like you said in the beginning, that pause is really important to indicate something to me, right? Wait, something, wait, there's pause. Why? Why? Are we done here? Oh no, we're just moving on. And so so I think that that's the main thing. Like you said, it doesn't matter how slow the pace is or how fast I'm speaking, but what matters is if the words are are punchy, right? If if the words pop, like the popcorn. Yeah. So if the words pop, then I can follow you. But if the words don't exactly. pop, then it's just like, you know how, you know how when you're in the rain and when it's like rainy season and it's just imagine if you just had were in a tent and you had like a tin roof or something like that and it's just constant and when it's constant it's just noise it's just white noise yeah. in the background yeah but you pay attention to the popcorn because you don't want it to burn so i feel like yeah. i feel like that's kind of an the analogy that i can come up with in terms of the the pace versus the the actual how should we say the rhythm right because people think they're the same thing or they think that speed is the same and it's not about speed and it's not about pace. It's about how you modulate that, I think, and pop those things. Yes. So Exactly. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Yeah. What else? And another thing, I don't know if this happens to you or if you have had students like this, but sometimes people think that fluent means fast. Oh, oh yes. That's a myth. Right? Tell me about the myth of fast versus fluent. It's like there are people who in Spanish who, who speak Spanish and they speak super slowly. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't mean that they are not fluent if mm-hmm. that is their first language. Mm-hmm. Right. So I think that it also has to do with personality. <laughs> Times I feel that because it's like there are people who are more energetic than others. And there are people who even in their first language, they speak like this. Mm-hmm. They are a little bit more relaxed and everything yeah, right just a, just a but, chill person they just yeah. yeah they're just slower they have a different rhythm they have a different pace yeah of course right that's that's the beauty of all the different people i think and having having that variety is is wonderful the part i don't like is when people are kind of put down for being slower than others or it's related somehow to like intelligence or something like that and it's not at all it's just that's how oh, you speak mm-hmm. and that's it as long as you're understood and to me, one of the main things of understanding, like you said, it's not little mistakes here and there. It's the words, the main words that are popping. Do I have enough keywords to pick up what you're putting down? Are we are we throwing the ball back and forth or are you just throwing it and it's just going over a cliff? Because nobody cares about the ball, you know, <laughs> like conversations like a ball game, I think, or like a Frisbee game. Did you ever hear that joke about um, the person who is visiting America for the first time or United States for the first time? And um, I think it was a Brit. A Brit was in the in the U.S., right? Went to the park, Central Park, and saw two people playing Frisbee. They're watching mm-hmm. Frisbee back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And, and finally the game ends and, and they go up to them, to the players, and they say, excuse me, could you tell us about this game? We're just, we're having a really hard time understanding it. And the players were, yeah, we're just playing Frisbee. And he's like, okay, but, but who's winning? Like, I don't understand. How do you win? <laughs> <laughs> It's not that kind of game. So I feel like conversation and comprehension and connection, it's not a win game, right? It's it's we're just throwing the frisbee back and forth. And if, you, yeah. if you're yeah, that's how that's how I kind of see it. Because I think the most important thing out of anything is that connection. And I feel like you had that connection with your teachers. You're now mm, instilling that love of language and what's the point of language connection. In, in your students now. And that must feel really good for you. Yeah, I like it. 
<laughs> I really enjoy it. Mm -hmm. You know something? When I started teaching, it was just going to be for one summer. Oh, really? I'm sorry. <laughs> how many years ago? <laughs> 13 years ago. 13 yeah. years ago? And it and was only was going to be, be one summer. summer. <laughs> it was only going to be for one summer. And I uh -huh. remember that I even, uh, I even went um, and saw the principal of the school. And I was like, yeah, you know something? I need to go back to college. Mm. So I will need to quit and everything, but thank you. And then I remember that I went back to my classroom and I was like, no, I think that I'm really going to miss it. So I went back as well and I was like, I changed my mind. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> and she was very friendly and she was actually like, yeah, you know that you can continue. We like the way you work. And it was oh. like, oh, that was my first job, actually. <laughs> mm -hmm. Wow. So nice yes. that you realized that you went back to the room and you had this feeling like, I don't yeah. think so. I think this is why I'm here. Wow, that's fantastic. Yeah. Yes. I and like can it. you tell me a story of any of your students who have really, mm, how should I say, really transformed the way you did when, when you had something that this light went off, you said, and you're like, wow, I never knew that before. And this, this changes things. Do you have, did you ever have a student come up to you and tell you that? Yes. Uh-huh. Well, one of my teachers, she is actually taking one of the courses with me. No way. And yeah, and, and she's like, I didn't think that this would be possible to learn because many times it's just like, we just need to replicate sounds, but we are not told exactly the things that we need to do. So they just tell you, it needs to sound like this, try to imitate. No, it's not there. But for example, something that we see with you is like exactly the things that you need to do with your, with your mouth and so on. Mm. So. She fell in love with teaching uh, pronunciation and now she pays a lot of attention to those things. So that is one case that I consider is very similar to mine because she's mm -hmm. also a teacher. Mm -hmm. But I also have another case of a student who moved to the States. Yeah. Okay. And it's like, suddenly I just saw on Instagram because this guy added me. I, I started to follow me on Instagram and then I followed back. And it was like, wow, now you live in a different place. And then the other day, I remember that I saw a video and it was like, wow, <laughs> like now you're speaking and I see that you feel confident. And I remember how you were before it. And I'm not saying that all of that mm. advanced because of me, but I know that I like a contribution Yeah, because I yeah. know that this guy, he was like one of those people who really fall in love with the language. So I know that he was yep. trying here, there and learning a little bit from this teacher and learning mm -hmm. a little bit from this other teacher. Mm -hmm. And that is makes them right yeah yeah what a privilege to be a part of that yes it feels super beautiful so nice when old students reach out to you and they say remember me and I'm, of course of course i remember you i have to admit i'm terrible with names terrible with names but as soon as i see a picture of somebody of course i remember you how could i forget right for me yeah once once a student always a friend in a way you know that's how i feel about it so I love, I love talking to old students. And speaking of your courses, as you said, you have a course that you would like to invite people to come to, correct? Yes. Ooh, tell us about yeah, that. Yeah, I have this. Yeah, sure. I have this course called Pronunciation, Confidence, and Fluency. Mm -hmm. So it is, a, it is a program that is divided into three levels. Now, the three levels are independent from each other. So you can take course number one and then jump to course number three, depending on, on the content that you want to review. Mm -hmm. Okay. And we open doors every month. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay. 
So every month, if you sign up to the waiting list that I have on my profiles, if you go to TikTok uh, at pronunciationinfluency.com or Instagram or Facebook, the mm-hmm, same mm-hmm. at pronunciationinfluency.com, you're going to find the website and then you can just register. And when we open doors, you well, uh, students receive a notification in their emails indicating that we have doors open. Nice, nice. And you're, you're killing it. So I'm assuming that this is all online, right? There's no in-person classes for you. Yeah, it's everything is online. Everything's online yeah. now. Yeah, yeah. You, I see how many TikTok videos you put out all the time. So you have so much to tell people, so many ways in which to help them. And I know that you think that rhythm is is one of these fundamental things that it doesn't matter kind of what you say. It matters how you say it. And rhythm is a, a huge exactly. part of that. And it doesn't matter if you make grammar mistakes at mm-hmm. the end. A lot of people say, no, I'm not ready because I this, because of that. Like sometimes we are very good, very good at trying to find like, not excuses, but sometimes we are like, no, we think that we mm-hmm. are not in like the correct moment. But as I heard this week, it's like the best day to start working on something was yesterday. Yeah. And the second, <laughs> right? So exactly, exactly. And um, if we have grammar mistakes, it doesn't really matter. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. We make the messages clear. Mm. I know that when I speak, sometimes I also have grammar mistakes, but also because of the because of the pronunciation, because of the confidence that we have at the moment yeah. of speaking. It's like sometimes people just don't pay attention. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. was that it's the connection? Wrong? Yeah, but I understood the message. And that is the thing that is the most important. Uh, uh-huh. We often have a fear that people are going to judge us for our mistakes. Right. And, you know, my level in, in Spanish is not very high. So imagine if I did that, though. Imagine if I let that stop me and I said, oh, I'm, I'm afraid of making mistakes. But I wouldn't I wouldn't really get very far. That would be like a boxer saying that they they don't want to start boxing because they're afraid of getting punched in the face. And it's kind of yeah, your job. Yeah. It's your job to get punched in the face because you're going to get better at it and you're going to avoid getting punched in the face and you're going to do great. Right. So I feel like it's you can't actually get any better without making mistakes. It's not possible. Exactly. You learn you learn very little by being successful all the time. You learn more with the more mistakes that you make. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And then it's also good when people correct you. Mm -hmm. It's like we need to learn how to take feedback. Yeah. And how how to receive feedback. I mean, obviously, we also need to know how to give feedback. (laughs) But when somebody gives us, when when somebody says something like, "Uh, you committed this mistake, it's like, Mm -hmm. "Ah, okay, yeah, I'm not going to, um, I'm not going to think that this is going to be like catastrophic nor anything like that. It's just, yeah, that is a mistake. I think that probably next time I'm not, I'm not going to do it again, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? Or when you realize like, oh, I said this thing and it is not like this. It's like, come on, but you learn from it, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And, and if you I don't remember. make that mistake, you're not going to get the feedback you need. If you're avoiding the mistake, it's not going to get ever fixed, you know? So we need, yeah, we need to be comfortable enough to put ourselves out there and make mistakes. I'm not saying it's easy. But it is it is the best way to move forward, I think. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I, we discover things like, ah, I said this. I'm not really sure that this is the right thing to say. Mm, so mm-hmm. like we investigate and it's like, is it right? Mm-hmm, ah, mm-hmm. Okay, no, it's this way. Ah, okay. Mm-hmm. And then next time, that is even going to be more representative for you because it's going to be like, once I committed this mistake and now yeah. I know the good yeah. one. And yeah. Yeah. Or you do the investigation and you say, aha, I knew it. And then and then you just love that phrase or you love that thing because you took the time to really verify that. And you're like, and then you own it. Right. And you're like, I know I know that this is good. I'm going to say it again. This is going to be my new thing. I'm going to say it every day. Yes, exactly. I have a story about it. Oh, tell me, tell me. 
I was in New York because I went uh, to visit my stakeholders of the company. And we were driving. We were going to this restaurant. And then I said, Kevin, but you need to take the return. And Kevin, uh, my, my coworker, he was like, what do you mean return? And he was like, yeah, you need to take the next return. He was like, what do you mean return? And, I was <laughs> and he's like, missing it and he's missing it and he's missing it. Go back the same way. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> he was like, oh, you mean the U-turn? And I yes, was like, yes. I will never forget this word. <laughs> and if you didn't know, you wouldn't guess. I'll just take the letter U and put it as the word turn, right? You need to, yeah, re- return, U-turn. Why do we need two different things? I don't know, but they exist. And how are you meant to know? Yeah, it's but, those it's those things that get stuck in your stuck in your brain and it makes it more sticky, right? Like we were saying with the, the cassette tapes. And I remember, I'm very kinesthetic, so I remember just pressing the button and it just went click really heavy. And I just won't forget that, you know, ever. And so if you, like you said, if you know best how you like to learn, for example, I'm super kinesthetic. I just, I got to touch stuff. I got to feel it. If it's tactile, it's mine. And other people are very auditory and other people are really, a lot of people are multimodal which is why I love subtitles as well with your audio, because it just speaks to different parts of you at the same time. Oof, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> but it's, it's fun to learn having those kind of experiences. Then the other time, the other day, it also happened. Um, I, was, I was here in my city in Querétaro, and we had some visitors from the States also. And then I remember that once I went to pick them up at the hotel. And then I don't remember what we were talking about, but we... I remember that I said the word tunnel, but instead of saying tunnel, like mm-hmm. somebody escaped using a tunnel, yeah. I said tunnel. Ah. <laughs> and then uh, his name was Chris. He's like, what do you mean tunnel? Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, he escaped using a tunnel. <laughs> like tunnel? And yeah, like when you make a hole in the floor and then yeah. you just go from one room, you go mm-hmm. under the ground mm-hmm. and then you go out in the next room. I was like, oh, no, a tunnel. And I was like, what did I say? Tunnel. How is it? Tunnel. (laughs) I was like, what's the difference? Like, he's like, no. He said, no, because I thought that when you were saying tunnel, you were saying something with a T-O-O. Oh, I was thinking to you like tuna. That's what I was thinking. I can see T-O-O, two, two, tunnel. No, he he said, I thought that it was like something spelled T-O-O or something like that. And I was like, no, it was T-U-N-N-E-L. And he said, no, it's tunnel, not tunnel. Okay. So notice how pronunciation is super important. A lot of people sometimes think that pronunciation is like luxury, that it's like, no, no. It's like, it's just clarity. That's it. Yeah, yeah, it's for communication. You want to sound like a native, because we always talk about it, right? Like there are people who say, I want to be, I want to sound like a native speaker. And it's like, "Mm, that's That's, a little bit difficult. That's what you were told to say. I mean, not told to say, but it's, it's I have this pet peeve against when people say, I don't need subtitles. I want to get to the point where I don't need subtitles. And it's a pet peeve of mine because you think that because somebody else said that. And you think that's what you should want too, right? So somebody said, Oh, he's like a native, or oh, I'd like to be like a native. He's like, yeah, yeah, me too, me too, me too. That sounds that's like a good idea. Without really thinking, like, what actually my goals here? And to me, they're on the same page when somebody just says, Oh, I want to be like a native. Well, I don't feel like you've really thought about your goals and what that might mean for you. Because I think you have, I think you mean something else, but you don't quite know what it is yet. And you have some other needs or desires behind that. Yeah. And but it sounds like this has happened to you too. Yeah. I remember that there was a period of time when I was like, no, I want to sound like a native. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
And then it's like, if you, if you work towards that direction, it's like super complicated. It's mm. better when you start feeling comfortable with your own accent, mm -hmm. when you start being like, okay, I'm not going to sound like a native speaker. I'm going to sound, I'm going to be when I speak. Mm -hmm. And this mm -hmm. is something that I like, that I have my own accent. Yes. Even when I sell my course, it's not like you're going to speak like a native or this mm -hmm. is 100% American, not anything like that. Mm -hmm. Because I think that I don't even sound like a native. But something that I like is that when I am in the States and when I take an Uber or when I communicate with someone, when I meet people, it's like, where are you from? And it's mm -hmm. like, oh, from Mexico. Oh, it's because I didn't understand. Uh, no, not they don't say I didn't understand. <laughs> like, I, didn't, I, I didn't get your accent, like where uh -huh. you were from. Because it's like, it I don't mm -hmm. know if you are from this place or from another because it's mm -hmm. a little bit like neutral. Yep, not exactly yep. American, but mm -hmm. it's easy to understand. Yes. And yes. it's like my own accent. So th this is something that I like. Yeah. Yeah. That's and the that best when, I... yeah, when, when, when somebody, well, what I wanted to say is how you said it, how you framed it. I get a lot of people who do recognize that and they'll say, they'll say, oh, it's not that I don't need to sound like a native. They say, I just don't want people to know exactly where I'm from. Right. So they just want some international accent. They just want to not be pegged on you know from the first word in in that way so i think i think a lot of people are starting to realize like i do want to sound like i want to sound and and i want to sound like me in english and maybe they don't know what that is in the beginning of the journey but then they realize that that's actually the the goal that they're going towards yeah and mm -hmm. we start creating our own accents when mm. we start working on it when we start to discover like okay this is difficult for me this is easy for me mm -hmm. okay and then when we start also mixing it with our personality, right? Your experiences. It, yeah, your experiences. The way you express yourself even in your first language, mm -hmm. right? Mm. And it's it's crazy. I like it. I, I really like <laughs> it. And because, I mean, there are people who say, I want to sound like a native. And in, in my case, it's like, right. yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah and I'm it. not going to say no. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to say, oh, no, you shouldn't want that. You, you can want whatever you want. But I think a lot of people don't always know what they want at the beginning. And that's a good place to start, right? It's a, it's a goal that they have, but often we modify the goals along the way. So we don't have to stick to that if that's what we think. Mm -hmm. You know, for example, for me in Spanish, would I like to, would I like to sound like a native? Sure. Do I think I'm going to pass ever? No. Like I get, I get in <laughs> any Uber here and they're first, well, first of all, they get my name wrong. Instead of Bianca, they always call me Blanca. And uh, and then so it's it's all downhill from there usually. But then they ask me where I'm from, right? Because already when I've corrected them on my name, they can already tell that I'm not from there, probably, right? But they might not know where I'm from. So for me, it's, that's okay as long as you can't guess where I'm from originally. They can probably guess because you know U.S. and Mexico were neighbors. But I I I much prefer that just to say like hmm. This person isn't from here, but I don't quite know where they're from. I'm cool with that. I'm happy with that. Yeah. yeah. As long it's as interesting because then you can start the conversation. Exactly. Exactly. And it doesn't have to be about where you're from. Yes. So yeah. any, any specific closing remarks that you wanted to add to this? Is there anything else you'd like to add about rhythm, about thought groups, about word stress, about reductions? Is there anything else you'd like us to know? Yeah. If you want to work on your reduction, follow the steps that we just mentioned. Mm. Number one, identify where you can make pauses. Okay. Mm -hmm. If there is a combination of consonants that you consider is difficult. Okay. Uh, then you can go through them and see if, for example, there is a way you can break them. 
Okay. Mm -hmm. But in, in some other cases, you can also see if there's a way to connect them or to mm -hmm. drop probably one customer, right? But we need to know how to make pauses. Okay. And then the next step would be identify the most important words. Okay. Okay. And I usually like to choose one word per thought loop. Mm -hmm. Because also we need to be very careful. If we stress one word, we don't, uh, we don't stress another one. And then we stress the next one and we go like that. Then it is going to sound like this <laughs> and it is going to be difficult, right? Yeah, but yeah. for example, if you say everything flat and then you arrive to the, to the important word, to the focus word, and you elevate your tone in there, mm -hmm. then you go down, it is going to sound better. Yeah, right? it's going to sound more interesting, I think. And people are going to remain interested when they do that. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Exactly. Absolutely. Yes, that's a, that's a great piece of advice. And what else? Yeah. And the last one would be identify what words can be reduced. Mm -hmm. Now, this podcast is not about that topic, but investigate function words. And you're going to discover that there are some words that when you pronounce them in isolation, they sound one way. And when you pronounce them in context, they sound a different way, mm -hmm, right? Mm -hmm. And then there, we are going to see that you can say on the table, like pronouncing word by word, it's on the table. But when you put it in context, it's like it's on the table. And then it sounds very similar to in, and <laughs> right? Because <laughs> so, we're reducing that. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. And so, in, that uh, sound, that schwa sound, you'll, you're going to start seeing it everywhere. If you look at reduction... You're going to say, oh, my God, how did I not notice this before? It's everywhere. And we're reducing so many more words that you might realize. But once that light goes off in your head, I, I think it's much easier to, to find those things and then to use them when, whenever you want, right? However much or however little works for you. Definitely. Yeah, exactly. Definitely. And, okay. and, and what else? And what else would you like to say before we say goodbye? Um... Practice a lot. <laughs> that was simple. Yeah, if we only do the things that we see in class, you're not going to go anywhere. Mm. Or probably you will, but it is going to be a longer journey. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. you need to do, for that reason, I always say that we need to try to fall in love with the language because then we start paying attention every time. And it's like we are going to be in constant practice, even though we don't know that we are practicing. It doesn't right? feel like practice. Yeah, <laughs> so, it doesn't feel yeah. like it. It just feels like I'm, I'm playing, I'm having fun, I'm... I'm doing the thing I love. That's not work anymore. Yeah. 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 Oh, so we need it. to try to go the extra mile and do more than what we just do in the classroom. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. People think that that's it. I go to my class once a week or whatever, and, and that's enough. But it's definitely, it, it's enough if that's what you want to be enough. But most, for most people, that's not going to get the results that they're actually looking for. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. We need to also do a little bit extra. But it doesn't mean that it needs to be like one hour, mm -hmm. right? Like I always mm -hmm. say, if you practice only 10, 15 minutes, mm -hmm. that's okay. And yeah, then you can yeah. just continue doing the, the, the rest of the things that you need to do that day, mm -hmm. right? But little by little, and then we see huge yeah. changes. It's not how much, it's how often. It's not, yeah. I can sit down for five hours on a Saturday. <laughs> it's better than nothing, for sure. But wouldn't it be better to sit down for just, you know, 10 minutes every day? so much better that frequency is so much more important than than a whole massive amount of time that you're probably going to forget 10 minutes later yeah great yeah excellent advice excellent <laughs> advice daniel i always love talking to you <laughs> and you always have you have great advice you have great stories and i and you know that i want to have you on the show again so hopefully we'll talk to you very soon yeah excellent yeah i think that one day we can talk about funny experiences while learning english 
horse panish. That's right? a good idea. Like, yes, I'm gonna have to start <laughs> actually writing down my stories. And and yeah, you you do the same. So your job is to prepare by writing down the stories. And I have I have some stories from French as well, and probably Arabic, because mm-hmm. every time you make mistakes, it's 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 worth writing down. I think so. Yeah. Let's let's write down our experiences, and then we'll have another chance to talk about it another time. Yes, and I think that this would also be motivating. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Like other people will be like, oh, okay, yeah, there are more people, even teachers, pass like through similar situations. <laughs> exactly. <right? laughs> we get through them, and then we're stronger because of them, and it just makes a good story. So, yeah, probably yeah. teachers have the best stories, I imagine, you know, because the people who I don't know never made it there, they never got the stories because they gave up. Yeah. Probably. Totally. Yeah. And this is something that we usually don't share in class because we are focused on the topic and so on. Right. Mm-hmm. But for example, this thing of the U-turn probably <laughs> is going to resonate with some people and it is going to be like, ah, yeah, it's not return. It's U-turn. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's, yes. It's yes. Good. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And it helps me to remember in Spanish because, of course, I'm thinking U-turn. Of course, it's you. But it's it's it makes sense in Spanish, too. The verb is to return. So you're going to call yeah. it the noun, the return. It totally makes sense, right? Both of them make yes. sense in their own way. But now it's going to help me stick, stick it in my head, too. Absolutely. As usual, it's always a joy to talk to you. And hopefully we'll do it again <laughs> soon. Yeah. Okay, Bianca. Very Bye, Daniel. See you soon. Bye. To the next episode. And then you we'll bet. Talk about that. Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Thank bye you, for Bianca. now. Have a good See evening. You. you too. Take care. Bye. bye.